0: All right. Um, welcome sure back.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: cool. okay. <laughs>
0: um yes, thanks for hosting me yeah. Um okay. So today I wanna to do something um a little bit different, maybe. I don't know, it's not so different. A little bit different. Um because now starts four see, most years Truman or well, as many years Truman, it's up and we end up doubled up. So you have like at least like two partials and not three to talk about the Mishkan this year they are separate. So you have a lot of time to talk about the Mishkan. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the Mishkan today. Um and then we're gonna see as we move along. But I wanted to I, I saw an idea in terms of understanding uh really the goal of the Mishkan that I thought was a little bit unique and different. Um and I wanted to, to share that with you this morning. before we do that, let's talk about maybe the 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 larger uh I don't know Maybe more classic uh, machlokas that goes on about how to understand the Mishkan. Okay, so take a look at source number one. You find right here in uh, the beginning of the parsha is the mitzvah to give money to the to, to collect funds so that what you should make for me a sanctuary and I will dwell amongst them. Right you know that one you heard about it once intimately now you heard about it once you heard about it once right exactly so uh, building a mishkan is something we're familiar with a little bit so fine but the big dispute that goes on between Rashi and the Ramban is about when was this right? when was this uh, mitzvah given so according to Rashi and this is a Rashi in of Kitisa, because um, because we have Truma Tetzaveh where we're told the Moshe is given all the commandments how to build the Mishkan, in Kitisa B'nai Yisrael, mess up with the golden calf, and in Bayakal Moshe Bin comes down at Bayakel after three times of being on the mountain and getting tshuva for the people, he finally comes down on the tenth day, of, right, the seventeenth day of of Tammuz, is the day when they commit Dei Galah Moshe then goes up two times to do tshuva on the Sinai again, after he'd already been up one time for four days and forty nights, and ends up coming down the last time on the 10th day of Tishrei, at which point he, um, right, that's the 10th day of Tishrei becomes a Kipper because it's the day when Hashem finally mm-hmm. forgave us, takes us fully back, and then Moshe comes down and he commands the people to build a Mishkan. And the question that comes up is, what was the original plan? Right, was God originally planning on giving them the Mishkan? Or is the Mishkan a response to the mistake of Chayet Egel? So if you look at Rashi... Uh, Rashi and Ramban have a dispute about how this works exactly. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time inside this Rashi and Ramban, but I just wanted to show it to you. Um, that basically Rashi says Vishavala Basically, Moshe goes back to the people. imo. Moshe He would learn everything and then he'd go back to the zakenim and teach somebody what, what he had learned. Moshe mishkam Right, and he does this from the day of Yom Kippur until the day of Mishkan is built. Because on the 17th of Tammuz, the Luchos have been destroyed. And on the 18th day, he destroyed the Egel and he punished everybody. On the 19th day, he went up on the mountain. And he's there 40 days and 40 nights. And then he goes back up again on Rosh Chodesh For Again, 40 days and 40 nights. And finally, he comes down All the way, a few lines from the bottom, he says, <laughs> At that point, Hashem was, has taken us back. He <laughs> gave him the new Luchos. After this whole, you know, experience from the, Shiva, the 17th time, was all the way until the 10th of Tishrei. And they, and they work on it now, up until... The first day of Nissan, which takes a lot, many many months until they finally put it together. Fine. So according to Rashi, when does the commandment to build the Mishkan take place? After, right? After the people had sinned at the chayta Te However, the Ramban says that's not true. Right? He says if you just look three lines down in the Ramban, he says at the very last word, the Ramban says. When Moshe comes down on Parshat VaYakov on tenth day of Tishrei and teaches the people about the Mishkan, that's not the first time he learned about it. He learned about it mm-hmm. way before, well before the, He learned about it on Har Sinai before they before they had sent at the Chai Fine. So the, and the bottom line being that according to Ramban, this was always the plan. There was always going to be a Mishkan. Fine. But the question becomes, at least according to to according to the Ramban, sorry, according to to Rashi did its response, right? Its response to the mistake that people made. If that was true, then what's the purpose of the Mishkan? What would you say? If it's a response to the mistake, the people, what was the mistake of Chedah Ega? Why did that happen? They didn't
1: see God and couldn't feel God, so they created something so they would feel a presence of God. Right. So the Mishkan would be a permanent structure where you could feel the presence of God. Bingo.
0: Exactly. It would seem to be, right? And, and keep in mind, Rashi doesn't really say that. We sort of like, put that into Rashi's mouth a little yeah. bit. Rashi says it was only it only happens after, meaning it was a response to what had happened. And that's a big kiddish because Truma Tzavah come before Parshat right? In the order of the Torah, mm-hmm. we have Truma Tzavah first, then Ketisa, and then after. Yeah. So according to Rashi, Shumat Tzavah are really out of order. Right? They're not really, they shouldn't really be there. They really happened afterwards. Um, oh, and by Torah the way, after... It's
1: order the, anyway, so it doesn't...
0: So, okay. so so, we say, okay. emukdamu right. you're right, the Torah, Torah can be out of order, but the truth is that Ramban says it's not true. Yes. Ramban right. doesn't buy that. As Ramban doesn't believe emukdamu ha Torah, he says, no, the is in order because that's how it happened for the most part. Does it um,
1: matter? I'm not trying to, but does it matter whether or not it's in the response to something? I mean, there's so many times where God does something for or to us because of a mis- like we got a, a king right. There was never supposed to be kings, right? But because of big us, conversation about kings, yes, right? You if king. you
0: decide you want a king, this is how it's going to go, right. right? Right, and
1: like with the man right? There was no plan, I guess, to give it. We complained, and then God gave us. Or
0: maybe there was, maybe there wasn't, but we have to complain first, right. and then He brings it, right?
1: So I, I mean,
0: does does there's a big really machlokes be- between Ramb- Rambam and Ramban about korbanos. Where korbanos originally something Hashem animal sacrifice? Doesn't that God wanted, or that God said, "Look, they're growing up; they've all lived their whole lives seeing animal sacrifice. Let's make it. Let's do it in a way that'll be for me, right?" So, so, so uh, I think the Rambam is the one who says that it was a response. That was the way people did things. Rambam said, "You crazy? The, the, half the Torah is korbanos. Actually, the whole thing was just <laughs> sure. the Torah is all for sefer Yikra, A good twenty percent at least." Right? It's Korbanos. Well, all that was just giving to the, he, the heathen needs of the people. We have it in other places also. H.S. and Right? The story of what do you do? Like, captur, captures a woman. In, Hashem says, okay, I really don't want this, but men love Yetzirah, so we're doing it. Like, you have a lot of myths like that. Right. Hashem understands the human need of people. So, right, that may not be a bad thing. It's a. Uh, but it. But, so, I'll tell you why it matters. I mean, it doesn't. It matters. We're talking more. Your, I'm just
1: like no, 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 no.
0: Right. So, let's talk about why it matters more in the realm of theology i guess and how we look at things and it doesn't yeah, practically it doesn't necessarily matter but it matters in terms of how we do things but according to rashi at least i get it i get the need for a mishkan human beings need and by the way they didn't god know god doesn't have time god only not okay so like i tried to explain to one of my kids that is tried to explain to one of my kids the other day like what does it mean that god doesn't have time that's like impossible for a child to understand like what does that mean Right? So, like, that God's like standing above, and like, there's like this whole thing, everything happened already, and he just like, right? There's no before and after or current. But so, so God knew that also, right? God knew that he was going to need to respond, according to Rashi. Was um, the B'na
1: Mikdash on the same thing as the Mishkan? Like, was the B'na Mikdash built because of the Mishkan? Because, because of the same need. Okay, so maybe. Every other kingdom had castles and. Well, so
0: if the, if the, if the, if the Mishkan is just a temporary version of what's going to be eventually based on the Beit Hamikdash, right? Correct. Right. So the. So again, there might be a value in terms of a lesson for that God understands human nature. I've had a conversation with a student this morning about like if God wants a certain thing from us, but knows it's so hard for us, creates so many mitzvahs that no one can do everything. Why would He create a system that we can't perfect? We it's can't do it thing. just it's right.
1: Harnessing your yishterah in a positive right. way—that's what every right. mitzvah is. Right? But if, How do you take your basic instinct and make it? Holier, Holy, right? Right. So it's the same, that's just exactly. To... Exactly.
0: No meaning. But, but to see that the Torah itself is a response at times to what we need, I think is actually a, could provide us a, a blueprint for a healthy approach to about Hashem in general, right? God doesn't expect machines. We're not machines, we're not robots. If we were robots, there'd be no purpose, right? So he knows that we make mistakes. He knows that we can't handle certain things. He knows we need balance. We need to be healthy. Right? All that type of stuff, is, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a very helpful tool for someone who's trying to grow. Not to grow too fast, not to grow too slow, but how to, how to, how to pick up when we mess up. That's basically what the is all about, right? And so if you, if you recognize that the Mishkan is a response to the nature of, of Amistral forever. So there's something very valuable there in mm-hmm. terms of understanding how we um, ourselves approach our own misgivings and mistakes and struggles in our vodos Hashem and in our relationships and all kinds of things.
1: But then you could say if Hashem can anticipate our, our needs then if He would, just would have had a Mishkan to begin with, then we could have avoided the Azzav. But maybe He
0: didn't want us to avoid egel azov.
1: Oh, fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no meaning because maybe there's something to be learned from the experience of being lost. right he lets us mess up he allows it to happen he doesn't he's not the parent who hovers and grabs the kid before they fall on skin their knee he's the parent who lets us skin our knee and then says here here's a band-aid here's a band-aid right <laughs> and next time watch where you're going right learn the lesson the painful lesson sometimes of mistake so that you can pick yourself up because that's what he wants us to learn how to do Right, but but that that's all good, and that's a beautiful message according to Rashi. Right, according to the Ramban, like you just said, Jenny. According to the Ramban, well, then what's the point of the Mishkan? I I didn't. I, we didn't. It's not because we messed up. It was going to be there whether we messed up or not. Right. The fact that we still build it, okay, is reflected that Hashem has taken us back. But that was the plan all along, right? That was the plan all along to build a Mishkan. So the question becomes: According to the approach that says Mishkan was always gonna be there at least from the beginning of Amishra let's say. That was always the plan. So if that's true, what's the value or what's the you know what what's the message maybe? And when the value is there, it's intrinsic value. But what's the message of Mishka? Okay? Well, what would you say before I say anything? It? It's right. not a response to messing up.
1: If it's not a response to it's not messing
0: a response up? to messing up. Well
1: I mean do you have to say that it's really Different reason. We could also say that from the outset, Hashem understood our nature and okay. realized that okay. it would be helpful for us to have a physical space in which to connect with. Him. Okay, that's one thing. But the, the other. I mean, even
0: even if we didn't mess up, there's still a value in having a physical space where Hashem is.
1: Right, or He knew we, that's better for us. did wasn't expecting right. a massive blowout like right after Harsini Sinai. Right. But thought over time, it would be useful to have a physical location. Okay. But another thing is that the the cahal idea, like instead of just having people worshiping by themselves whenever, this was a way. Again, we're nation building in this time frame. This is a way to have people coming together. Right. At set times Unity. and yeah, and then creating.
0: Right. And the the idea of that when there's a Mishkan in the desert and then eventually there's a Besameh there's the are forbidden, right? There's, mm-hmm, no, right? there's no personal altars. There are for a little while once they, when they first come in before the build I mean there's a different times it's okay, not okay. And it's very hard for people to let go of that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Bummos becomes, you know, every time there's a good king but not a great king he was very good. Rakha the did Tanakh will say Rakha Bamos, low star but he couldn't get rid of the bummos. Yeah. Oh, it's like what? who cares about <laughs> the bummos? So, yeah, we can give a different commentary of today's Bamos. But, <laughs> yeah you know, the block minute um but uh i didn't say that um but uh, yeah
2: the other thing i feel like it's it's important for people to realize their needs on their own versus being told that you need what do you mean like you need a mishkan so you could come and you can die you come. Uh-huh. like as opposed to people going oh you know what it would be really great like if we had that you know like realizing amongst themselves because then it, they take ownership of it and it's Meaningful, mm-hmm. like if you give your kids everything going back to that analogy if you give them like everything they ever want or anticipate
0: Every single need
2: they're not learning. So it's just a part of them realizing their strengths and weaknesses or yearnings or wants mm-hmm. and Identifying themselves as people growing as a person and knowing what you want. Same thing things like Adam Akhara and like making it You know help me for Adam like whatever throughout the whole Torah like Everyone had to really discover what they, what they needed. What
0: they needed. Right. And look and, they, and look, and I think the fact is that either way they have to build it. Themselves, right? That that's also a big part of it, right? As we know right now, when you build something yourself together as a group, right. so that creates a buy-in in a way that you've never had before. If you show up to something that exists already, it's a very different feeling than something that you invest in and you give of, you give, you give to, right? It's a little bit of a different experience. At the end, it's good, I promise. Um, but but right, it's like a very, it's a it's a, it's a very important. it's a very important, um, yeah, exactly. So this is, it it creates something different. But I want to show you something. Now that you said, Adam and Chava. Okay? I want to take you somewhere. This is not Rabbi Foreman, but it should be Rabbi Foreman. It's Rabbi Amnon Bazak from Meshiva HaRatzion has an approach to the goal of, the goal of Mishkan. Okay? Forget as a fix of but as a different, for a different, for a different reason, okay? So take a look at source number four. I'm taking you now to the second and third parak in Sefer okay? Where, where, where the Torah says, as well as, Hashem mm-hmm. planted this garden in a place called Eden. But you also, by the way, a really interesting question. If Eden when you think of Aden, someone says Aden, what, what do you say to God yourself? Gone Eden. No. Is that the same place? What does it say in the Torah? Mm-hmm. This is a totally side point. Gone bit Aden. There's a garden in Aden. Aden is maybe a larger place that has a gone inside of it. We're now, about Aden maybe putting it a, a larger place and there's a gone inside Aden, whatever. But it's just, it, <laughs> when you read carefully, right? we always just like have our... We don't
1: know where Aden is though.
0: No, but what we think we do, but we don't really, right? But, but, but um, I'm saying we like we we are like six year old goggles sometimes when we read the story rather than using our adult goggles, right? So just our glasses or classes, whatever you like. Um, he places man who he created in that place. So he takes him and places him in, in that place. Uh, why? And he places them there to work in it and to guard it. Right? That's what he's told to do. Good. So notice that, keep, keep those words in mind. La'abdol Shamra. Okay, next. Source number five. After they make the mistake, they eat from the sadas what happens? Their eyes are opened up. They realize that they're, that they're not wearing clothing. So they make some type of belts for themselves, some type of clothing. They noticed the sound of Hashem walking in the garden. And they, and they get nervous and they hide from Hashem. Okay? And Hashem says, "Where are you?" Etc. And he said, well, "We're nervous, so we so hid." So her house, Hashem noticed. Hashem is noticed as someone who is mishaleich by Bagan, He's walking in the gun. Okay. Next one later on in the same parak. What happens at the way end after he punishes them? What does Hashem do for them? The people who the only ones you created in the world who you spoke to face to face gave them one job in the world. What does well Hashem? And they make a mistake. What does Hashem do at the end? He makes them clothing. Does the mechesed right? What does he create for them? Coat nose or he makes them clothing, right? Some type of uh, a ketonet is a you know a, a coat of some sort. Okay. These are some of the things that we find that Hashem does, or that is, the way this story is described, the description of how. Adam lived in Gan Eden and what happened when he messed up in Gan Eden. His job is to serve it, to, to work there and to guard it. He's there. Hashem is present there as Mishaleich Bagan. He's walking around in there. And, and, when he, and before he leaves, Hashem gives them Kot Nos Okay, These three things happen in Gan Eden. When Adam is kicked out, what was the goal of Adam living in Gan Eden? What would you say the goal was?
1: According to the pasuk, or sure, I mean the pasuk was to guard it and work the,
0: the land. land. And I guard it, work the land, and, and take care of the one mitzvah Hashem asked them to do, which is don't eat from that from that tree. How present is God in that in that gun? Seems like very present. Very present, mm-hmm. right? Very very present. God is extraordinarily present. You feel God. You hear God walking in the Gun and talking to you. Right. God is extraordinarily present in God's aid How did they commit
1: that sin though with God walking okay, next all right, to them? Okay. Next, <laughs> year, for gracious, gracious, so next year, probably precious, <laughs> gracious. i backwards.
0: Yeah, it's extraordinarily difficult to understand why it happened, but fine. In fact, according to the measures, it happened one hour after they were, crea- they were created. They're placed in the gun and the next hour they sinned. Immediately. It might make you feel better. They messed up that fast. Right? It makes us feel like a little bit. I'm not kidding. I'm not totally kidding. Right? That's part of being part of us and learning think. the story. The first human beings messed it up right away. Yeah. So
2: like, wasn't there punishment that they had to work the land and soil and all? Yes. That? So if they're working from the beginning um,
0: cuz Right, so what kind of work? So presu- so what Adam is told is that when he works, the land is going to come out with thorns and thistles and it's going to be very very It's going to be very hard work. Could be that at the time then in did then it would be easy. It would be, you know, they have to do a little gardening, a little rick and a hoe, you know, and a piece of fertile ground. But in real life now, it's going to be much, much more difficult to make it work. Fine. Good. Adam is kicked out. Where's God now in Adam's life? Does Adam speak to God anymore at this point? Is God in any area where Adam is anymore? No. no. he talks to Cain. Right, he talks to Cain and he talks to Kain a little bit, but but he's not really a part of Adam's life anymore. Adam's life is now without God, and we have no more conversations between Adam and God. No one really talks to God at all until Noah comes, right? Quickly, but God is not present in that world. That world has become a world of chaos. Where no one listens to God, no one does what God wants. Even when they're threatened with flood, they don't care. Even after the flood comes, they build a they build a, a tower to attack God. These are not people who feel the presence of Hashem in their lives in any so way.
1: Missing from that point on to Noah is not the first person.
0: Noah's the first one afterwards to speak to, to God. God. Yeah, Noah is a tzaddik, right? So Noah right. is the first tzaddik after that. Ten generations till Noah. So
1: from Adam till then, there was no communication.
0: Cain has a little communication with God, but then that's it. When he's punished right. for killing Abel, right. but that's it. And otherwise, no one talks to God until Noah. And then after Noah, no one talks to God until Abraham.
1: But I could say it wasn't beneficial for God to hide Himself so much because it went into the world went into chaos.
0: Right, the world it destroys itself almost. Right, until we find Abraham. Right, Abraham, good. And, and what happens now with Abraham? Abraham's a person who's, who makes his purpose in life to do what?
1: Makar people. Yeah, yeah,
0: meaning to bring God back into the conversation. Right? his job is bring create a world now where people talk about God. Right, that's what the Eishel is is that people come to his uh, Chabad house and they get something to eat and something to drink and a place to sleep and then he says, well, once you're here, ready? Why don't you don't thank me? Thank. God who made all right, he's trying to create a place where God's presence is felt. Okay?
1: How can there be one person all those generations? I don't
0: know.
2: Okay.
0: <laughs> it's hard and it's not and it's not convenient. Right. It's not convenient. It's a lot easier to live without God. Life without God is much easier. Right? It's an easier life. It's not better. Right? But it's much easier. Right? It's a it's an easier life. It's a that's why they always say or Penar says many times that the when you have a conversation with someone about atheism or not atheism there's always an automatic bias against belief in God. Why? You can't prove he exists. But he well, you can, well, you can't prove either one. To be honest. You can't yeah. prove he doesn't yeah. exist. Right. You can't yeah. prove that he does exist. So the, but that should be 50-50. So why is there a bias in, in favor of lack of belief in God?
2: Because
1: if you believe, no. then not to have to
0: do anything. Right, because if you believe, there's all these ramifications, right. yeah. <laughs> which are much more difficult, right? So it's a much... It's a much doesn't mean that you have to be honest. You have to be really honest. It's hard to be that honest. Right? So that's very difficult. Fine. But the bottom line is, 26 generations go by, right? looking for, for again, an opportunity for God to find himself a place to be in the world. And what generation is that? The generation of the Yotam Mitzrayim, purely visioned. 26, just by the way, this is a nice cute aside. 26 is Gematria of? and Hey and and Hey. Twenty-six. Bye. But, anyways, that's Hashem's name, right? But, anyways, the bottom line is, God then tells the Jewish people as they leave Mitzrayim to build a Mishkan, and how is the Mishkan described? Okay, by the Torah itself. This is like the only time I have only Sukkim from the Torah on the short Hashanah, right? Um, source number seven in Parshas Bamidbar. Vishamru, what? Who, what are the, what's the Kohanim's job? Vishamru as Kalei O'hamo'ed, Their job is to be Shomer, to guard the Mishkan, La'avod as Avadasa Mishkan, and to do the service there, La'avdela Shamru. Okay, you gotta do both, Vishamru and La'avod. What did God make for Adab Ben Chava? Kutanot. What do Aaron and his children wear? kutanot, same thing. They're going to wear the same clothing. Okay. Just by the way, the Medrash adds what was the what were the kutanot made of that Avraham Chava wore? The Medrash says they're made out of the or tachash, the ore of a of an animal called a tachash, which had some type of like rainbow colored skin. What's the type of... this part in the Torah? How what what uh, what type of skin is supposed to put on top of the Mishkan? or Tachash same one okay and how is Hashem described in the Mishkan source number 9 halachti right I will walk amongst you he doesn't mean in Eretz Israel and he doesn't mean in the Midbar he means in the Mishkan okay um that Hashem is once again oh and what's the best one sorry oh did I not put it here sorry the best one not the best one but one (laughs) one my foreman points out all the time when they oh no I do have here hold on a second go back to source number six go back to source number six okay at the end what does God say he's like us now he knows the difference maybe he's an even the the tree of life and he's going to live forever so what does he have to do? he sends him out now he's going to have to work the land he kicks him out now he's going to live in the eastern part of uh, you know, in the east direction away from Ganeiden and where does he put them? sorry What does God put in the eastern part of Gan Eden? Two kruvim, or kruvims, cherubs. What's their job? In a fiery sword. To guard the entrance towards the etzachayim. When you go into the mishkan, which has to be guarded and worked, and which Hashem is mitaleich, if you get all the way in, Right? what's the one place you're not supposed to go? The Kodesh. Kodesh Kodesh, which has in it the Arun, the Arun Kodesh. What's inside the Aron Kodesh? The Torah, the Luchos, which is called what? Eitz oh. Chaim Okay? Mm-hmm. And what's guarding it on top? Shnei Kruvin. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? It's pretty amazing. So, wow. the, the, according to Rav Bazak, and he argues that he didn't make this up, it's like, Chazal puts together many places this idea that the Mishkan is the recreation of Gan Eden, of Gan Eden itself. It's like a portable Gan Eden. It's like a portable Gan Eden, because mm-hmm. what not was not the because j- what was the job?
2: <laughs> what
0: was the because j- what did God want originally? Originally was I want to live in a space salach But right? He wanted to be in, to live in a place with Am But we don't need. Right? God doesn't need to live in the world right? but he knows that living in Gan Eden with Akadosh Baruch Hu walking with us what does it provide for us? A totally different perspective on life right? If I have that then my life is different I, I have a different focus I can do the things that I know are right I, I have just a different way of living my life because I have that Hashem near me around me right? Not staring at me in the face not holding a you know proverbial gun to my head all the time but having his presence felt if I'm interested in finding it, right? And after the Adem Chavah Sin, that's it. They can't have that, but he spends the next, all that time, trying to get back to there. Fine. In which case, the Mishkan is the new example of that. He needed Avram Avinu, his children to have that experience, to become his nation, the nation of the people who could experience God in this world and breathe it to other people. And then he gives them, when they're ready, this place where God Aden will be recreated. Okay? It happens to be, it also works very nicely with the language of what the Sefer Shmos is called. Every Sefer has its own nickname that Chazal gave them. So for example, um, uh, Barashas is called Sefer Hayashar because you learn all about the Avos and the Imahos and the types of people they were. That's called Sefer Hayashar. Fayikra uh, is called Taras Kohanim. That's all about the Kohanim, right? Different, different you know, the is called Mishnah Torah. It's a repeat of many, many myths that need to be taught again before the entire church What is What is uh, Shimos called? So It's called two things. Some call it Sefer Hagolos Vahagula. Okay? And some call it Sefer Hashemim. Okay, but it's very weird because no other book is called. You know, vicar is not called Sefer Ashlishi, but it's not called Sefer V. So the question is, why is it called Sefer Hashenis? And Siv says because that Shmos is just the continuation of what was trying to get done in Sefer and Sefer Gracious Ber- Sefer, Beresh. Sefer Beresh was creating this group of people. Adam, who then messes up, and then Avram starts, and, and but Avram to Moshe is not two different stories. And it's a continuation of that process, getting us back to this place. But the but the Ramban, I believe it's the Ramban who asked the question. He says, if it's called Sefer Golos Vagula so it's it's just Gula So Gaula ends when? When did the book end? When they enter Okay. Or, the Geula was what? Geula was what? Sefer so If you're saying that Shemot is Gula vagula, what's the Geula? That's right. That's right. So when's the gaula happen? Just, it's the right. Cross the Yamsef. Book should end next safer. Right? So, so the, even the tip says you can't have the Torah. Matan Torah you have to have because Matan Torah is already, you know, you don't have an army to show that the Torah. Fine. So then, and then? Mm-hmm. Why do you continue to trim it Matan Sabah by I believe it's Ramban who says because the whole thing wasn't done until they got the Mishkan. It wasn't until Akar Shbrachu comes back and lives via Salachti Besok as I was at the way beginning of the Sefer HaRishon, right of Sefer Brashas, that the entire cycle has now come full circle. Full circle. And now Karash Baruch Hu is back with us the way he wanted to be with us in the first place. And that's the golden of the Mishkan. What's interesting, by the way, is what isn't included in Haguullah. It's not even included in the five books of Moses. Eretz Yisrael. That's not included. Don't mind. I'm not trying to minimize like the Mizraha people who go crazy <laughs> on me. Right? But like, I'm not trying to, mi- I'm trying to, trying to minimize it. Obviously, the whole goal is to get the there, so don't get me wrong. But it is interesting right, that, that, say, that that whole process comes to a conclusion in terms of the Torah itself before they get there. Fine. But either way, certainly now, we get to sell what we need to do eventually is build a base on HaMikdash, which is that permanent place where you have the exact same thing taking place. Right? And if that's true... You also have a greater experience, even though we can't fully appreciate it, the tragedy of a Khorban Abayas. Because the tragedy of a Khorban Abayas is basically what?
1: The destruction of this whole Gan Eden that you were trying to recreate. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: You now have everything that we were trying to do from the, the days of creation, right? Which then gets, just, we, we got back with a Mishkan. And then is even recreated in a grander way in the base of Medash, and then is destroyed, and we can't have anymore. That's much more tragic than like a building that was inspirational, being destroyed. Right? It's, a, it's a building that represented that recreation of Gan Eden that is then now stripped away, and that explains why it's such a such a tragedy for us, and why it's so we so desperately want it back, um, because it's not just the it's really cool and amazing, but it's that it has this transformative way of changing the entire world because it has that, that place. And by the way, it's not just a place for Jews, it's just a place for everybody. Right? It's a place for everybody to come. He basically basically him that everyone can come there and have that experience. So the, I like this anyway I just I think it's very very cool. But it also I think explains according to the Ramban that this was always the plan, at least always the plan that you can I was say, going to
1: say it has to be, right? Because if you use that as the explanation, I was gonna say then there's no way that that isn't a response to a sin. Because that would be anti Right. What's the word? Theoretical. Theoretical. It wouldn't make. Es- it, yeah, would make it, sense. It, it wouldn't make sense. So it has to be that that was always the plan. That's
0: why after I saw this shot, I said we have to talk about the Ram- Rashi and the Ramban because according to this explanation, Rashi doesn't work. I mean, it's much harder to explain if it was never supposed to be. Right. You're never supposed to. What do you mean? This is the whole point. Right. It's the goal of the whole thing. So I don't know how Rashi, how those who explain Rashi at least that way, you know, explain it. How do you? How would you understand what was supposed to happen otherwise? You know, I'm not sure, but, um, but, but certainly according to the Ramban, this is the plan the whole time, it really uh, emphasizes why it was so central, and why the Sefer doesn't end until we build it, and why maybe also why we spend so much time focusing on how it's built. The Midrash actually spends, there's a lot of comparisons between the creation story and the creation of the Mishkan. Uh, yeah, uh, so a lot of the things uh, Hashem says is the tov Moshe says that the mishkan is tov. There's a lot of, a lot of comparisons between the midrash picks that up, even comparisons to the creation of the mishkan and the, and, the, and, the, and the creation story. For again, for the same reasons here, so it, it, it parallels itself very nicely. But I, but I think also, either way, it's, a, it's also a, a lesson. A lesson even when we don't have a base mishkan, right? If we don't have a mishkan. It's a lesson for what we're trying to create, right? If we can't do it with the building, so then we need to do it ourselves. Right, is that 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 uh, you know through mitzvot through involving ourselves in the right things to bringing the rebound shalom into the world which is such a hard thing but that's what we that's what our goal is always it's very very hard it's very difficult but that becomes okay. the remains the goal
2: there are so many good jews in the world who are really working hard and trying to you know keep the mitzvot and you know be good people and be you know a legend to the nations and everything. But then, you know, it's not, like, there's so many Jews now, then <laughs> then, like, we right. can't all be on the same page, so, you know, shouldn't it be, like, the strongest link gets us there versus the weakest link gets us away? Oh, yeah. So then how are we supposed to bring about... Getting back? Again, yeah. yeah. Like, how are we supposed to bring out the becoming fashion? and, you know, we could just build it, but that's not going to bring Hashem back. Right. So, you know, it, it leaves us at a loss, like, what do we...
0: We're right, yeah. no, but it means it's up to it's up to those who are aware to do what we can. You're right. You know, at a certain point, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I am not i God's flesh bonus. I can't. I can't say <laughs> right. But I would imagine that those who don't know, and those who are never taught, and those who don't have back, have a background to know that if they individually are not held accountable, you know, are we held accountable? Again, we're held accountable because we're supposed to reach out, etc. But at a certain point, you know, I think we gotta. Just each individual taking care of their own family and figuring out how to make this work in your own family is hard enough. And your own individual life in your own family is a hard enough task. It is. It's a hard enough task. Um, but it's not an impossible one. It's not an impossible one, but it's a hard one. It just seems unfair that
1: they merited having the Mishkan and the Beesemite just twice. Right. right. They're, they're in such a better level than we are now that they merited it.
0: They messed up a lot, though. I'm saying if you
1: call this a miniature Gan Eden, it seems right. like they merited having this rebuilt two times. Right. And they were awful with
0: the Made right? a lot things. of mistakes. I mean, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Made a lot of mistakes. Which is why
2: the the explanation that it's a it's a response to the egg
0: is a little hard it's almost like a reward, you know. Right. Like, well again, yeah. if if Rona was here, she would remind us that it's like so unfair for them. Oh, right. coming right. out of right. coming out of Right? right? <laughs> that they that they like what do you want from them. They had they were slaves, etc. So there's what to say for that also. Yeah. Right. That they that that group did have it kind of all, meaning they did have it all handed to them. That group who left Mitzrayim the first time, they, they did not get it for their own tzivos because they didn't have, they didn't have the capability. They had something. They called out. They davened. Right. They they, they did something. And by the way, that just shows you that Kol Shabbos responds to every 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 generation in their place, right? So we're in a uniquely challenged place also, right? In the the, the environment in which we live, the generation that we find ourselves in is incredibly interested in spirituality but incredibly distracted by all of the nonsense in the world. And it's a, we have a more distracted generation probably than ever before. I was in another generation, but I assume so. And, and, but there's a yearning in our generation that maybe wasn't always in every generation also. So we have like kind of like both, cook talks about that, the passion and the fire that exists in that generation, that's why it's leading to so much chaos, probably. And it but it's had
2: an epiphany because there's always been, you know, throughout the Torah, one strong leader, like one person that we're all right, like looking to that would help, help us. Guidance. You know, we don't have that, like, yeah, that would help us. Everyone knows a different rabbi, like yeah. there, were, there isn't any unification, right?
0: A, be, a, that's a that's what that's what Mishiach is supposed <laughs> to be, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Mishiach is, he's a, he's the, the unifier, uh, that's exactly what it is. So, just gonna hope it shows up already, <laughs> yeah. but uh, okay,
1: awesome.